Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Thursday, March 10th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Those of you who are joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter will see that Steve Wolfong has morphed into two people. The Dean of Ohio State Recruiting, Bill Curlick, and Mark Porter, the owner and proprietor of Scouting Ohio and the best at what he does. As you know, we have changed the format big time on Thursdays. No more Wilt Fong. He is now a full-time suit with occasional reporting responsibilities, and he'll be on here. In order to make up for that, we had to bring in two of the biggest hitters. There are Mark Porter and Bill Curlick. As you can see, they are on the screen with us now. We want this show to be as interactive as possible. If you go to YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter right now. You can get the links in the front row on the announcement of this show. You can pose us questions live. Comments. I'm looking. We're already getting questions coming in. That's good. We want as many as possible. Ideally, the show would be completely interactive. You're not going to get access to two dudes like this and their giant recruiting brains that often. So I've got to greet you guys. Bill, Mark, how are you? Recruiting brain is good. Bill? morning let's start with this many many visitors were here for spring practice given my public relations campaign to change the site to tacket nuts i would like to start with bill and tacket curtis your coverage on him has been ridiculous he was here yesterday we had it completely covered now tacket's one of the guys mark has already done scouting video on so what we're going to do here is bill's going to give you the recruiting lowdown and then, Mark, maybe give everybody an idea after that of what they're possibly getting. Go ahead, Bill. Well, first of all, he he um, you know, he had a great visit on Tuesday to Ohio State, and he, he brought a strong contingent, which shows you the interest that is there on both sides. Uh, he's a top-of-the-board guy. You know, if you watch his video, it's it's just incredible. I mean, he blows people up, and – you know, I've been doing this a long time, and I'm not sure I've ever seen a more impressive video than his. Uh, from a recruiting standpoint, like I said, the visit was tremendous on, on Tuesday. Uh, he had his mother with him, his father, his uncle, Jess, who is also the athletic director and head coach, football coach at his high school. He had his grandfather. He had his brother. He had his sister. You know, it's all an indication of how strong the interest is both ways uh, for Tackett Curtis. Uh, you know, I think Ohio State hit it out of the ballpark with him. 
Um, I, I like where Ohio State stands right now, but he is going to take his visits. He, in fact, is visiting the Miami Hurricanes this coming weekend. He is going to also uh, get back to Wisconsin, who is certainly a challenger for his services before the spring is over. He'll get back there. Um, he'll get out to USC. And then it's not over even then. He's going to take official visits. And he told me he will take all five official visits. Uh, that's the plan. Uh, to take all five official visits. And if possible, then he wants to make his decision before the uh, end of the summer. He, he told me that, um, uh, you know, if he can't come to a decision, then he will continue the recruiting process on. But that's his goal, to be committed to a school by the end of the summer. Mark, before you hop in there, Bill, when we're recruiting a kid from Louisiana, I usually don't really even pay attention because we're not going to get him because LSU literally has total control of their backyard. Obviously, they've changed coaches to the dancing Brian Kelly, and I don't see LSU mentioned a ton with Tackett, so my optimism is, my optimism increases. What do you feel about that? Yeah, the, the interest uh, for LSU from him uh, just really hasn't seemed seem to be there on the level to be – you know, to land a, a player of uh, the ilk of Tacker Curtis. So, you know, I, you know, I guess things could always change, I suppose, but I don't expect it to. I, I just don't – I don't think he ends up at LSU. I think that the schools that he is focusing on now um, will be the schools that he focuses on as we go through the recruiting process, as he goes through the recruiting process. Mark? Nobody has seen more recruiting video than yourself. And this is, like I said, jump off the film stuff. Now it's all highlights and his level of play may be questioned. So give us the Tackett Curtis breakdown. Will you guys invite me back next week if I play devil's advocate? Possibly. Uh, Let's see how the ratings go. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys nailed it. It's an unbelievable highlight film. This kid comes downhill like you want a linebacker to come downhill. And in fact, when you watch most linebackers films, you don't see linebackers coming downhill like this. So as I watched it and to play devil's advocate, I know he's a fa favorite of the boards. Uh, he's about 10 yards deep and he's blitzing at the snap of the ball on all of those plays. That means he's coming through that box unaccounted for with blockers. If you're at linebacker death and you're lined up at Mike or Will, you're accounted for and you got to play through trash to get to the ball carrier. Uh, I have never seen a free safety come downhill on his first three steps on every single play. So what we're not seeing is the game film and other sides of that film where he's in pass coverage and stuff like that. So in one area, I think he is off the charts. I think going and attacking, wow, what a player. Uh, have we seen the complete picture? Have we watched all the game film? No, I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying he shouldn't be a five, four or five star. But there is another side to this coin when you do the evaluation, the, the height, weight, speed, all checks out. It's, it's unbelievable film, but it's like a hero or zero film. You know, he's coming in there so fast. I don't think a lot of times if you watch the film again, running backs aren't expecting someone to show up in the hole like that because he's sort of playing running back like they are from the same distance, about eight or 10 yards deep. It's impressive. But like you said, it's so impressive that it almost makes you want to uh, take it with a grain of salt. I will assume that Jim Knowles has done his due diligence, though, and is still extremely interested, and they've seen all the tape, and they are all over him. So very optimistic about Tackett Curtis. Now let's get back to what could have been a storyline when we all started here. 
low many, 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 many years ago, and that is the Glenville Pipeline. It was unhooked for a while. Bill, you can you can disagree with me. I'm not sure any school, any high school, has produced as many players for Ohio State of impact over the last 30 years. But there has been a lull since the Eric Smith days and the Marshawn Lattimore days. They seem to be picking it up now. There are two guys that are on the radar. Bill, can you please introduce us to Bryce West and Arvell Reese? And then, Mark, you can take it from there. Bryce West is a 2024 cornerback, and he is the number one player in Ohio for the class of 2024. Uh, just an outstanding uh, cornerback. You know, he could potentially be, uh, you know, the, the next uh, the Denzel uh, Ward here in Ohio. He, he's that good. Um, and good news for Buckeye fans is he likes Ohio State a lot. He visited Ohio State on Tuesday uh, along with Tackett Curtis and, and, and others, and it, it went extremely well. You know, I crystal balled uh, him to Ohio State early, and, and I feel you know, very good about that pick, even better about that pick now. Uh, he is going to go through the recruiting process, as as the Glenville kids usually do. But uh, I like uh, I like Bryce West to Ohio State, my pick, uh, to happen eventually. Uh, Arvell uh, Reese is a six-foot-three. He actually, they measured, Wade measured the kids on Tuesday when Arvell Reese visited Ohio State, and he measured in at uh, a legitimate six-foot-three and 221 pounds at Ohio State. Mm. on Tuesday. Um, I think Mark will attest that uh, uh, Mark and I had talked about Arvell Reese as, as a guy that Ohio State uh, would likely offer, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, again, he is like the Glenville uh, kids usually do. He's going to go through a recruiting process, but you, you just don't bet against Ohio State with the Glenville kids. Mark? Yeah, speaking to uh, Glenville coming back, when I saw Coach Ginn this summer, you know, he said he's had a long uh, battle back from cancer. and He's at full strength now, and he said he's actually above 100% where he wants to do track again, and he's involved in that. And this group of kids is what reinvigorated him. The Bryce West and some of the other kids on that staff, especially the track kids. Of course, Arvell Reese, when I saw him, was playing for Euclid this year, and he's come over to the Ginn Academy. Uh, when I walked onto that field – the C. Euclid versus uh, Strongsville that night. Of course, the Clemson commit was there, Blake Miller, and he stands out like a sore thumb. But immediately my eyes went to Arvell. He is long. He is everything you want in a prospect. He, His arms are actually a little bit skinny if you look at some of the photos I posted in the video we're going to uh, release, where he's got 30, 40 pounds to put on that frame. Uh, will he remain explosive? I don't know. I, I think I compared him to like a Joshua Perry, uh, a Malik Harrison, those long bodies that you bring him in and you develop him and you see what happens. Uh, defensive end could be a possibility, but I wouldn't put a lot of chips to the middle right now on that. Uh, and of course, Bryce West uh, for a sophomore and him documenting a four five eight already, he's off the charts. You know, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore, I always said was one of the best players I've seen. So I hate to even put him in that area yet as a sophomore. Let's give him another year or two to, you know, get into that bubble. But Boy, the Denzel Wards and players like that are the ones that are going to come to mind when you see Bryce West. He, he's just electric and, and athletic. I actually liked Marshawn more on offense when we saw him in high school. He was that good. He was incredible as a return. He was just – Marshawn was a man among boys, and you can see now that's why he's, you know, got multiple accountants 
So that's why Mike, he's, he's the reason Mike Evans hasn't caught a ball against New Orleans in about six uh, years. He's about a good, as good and sticky a man corner as we've ever seen. That was just incredible to watch. I mean, maybe I'll lay this out for both you guys. Neither one of you take it. Do you expect the Glenville pipeline now to come back? I mean, it's never going to come back to where it was, where they had five or six guys every year that we were looking at, but you do expect this to be a return. And it's also great news that uh, coach Ginn is healthy again. Yeah. I, I like the division they play. And I think they're in division four or five right now. I've been pretty sure it's division, maybe division three, but they have a good chance to go to state next year. They ran into Youngstown, Ursuline. And it took a last-second Hail Mary by Ursuline to knock them out. Or you're talking about Glenville in the state championship last year in that pipeline putting them back where they belong. So look for them. Even though they're not all Ohio State guys, they're going to have 8-10 Division I guys, which that's a pipeline. I know that you, not all of them can go to Ohio State and how rare Ohio State ability is, but it, it's back, and you're going to see it in the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's an excellent – that's an excellent – go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. And also um, – uh, those two, Arvell, Reese, and Bryce West, were not the only two kids from Glenville that were at Ohio State on Tuesday. There were several other players, and there are 2024 players that were also visiting Ohio State on Tuesday. So while, again, you know they all are not going to be necessarily Ohio State caliber kids, the fact that Ohio State is having those kids uh, in multiple numbers from the class of 2024 from Glenville visiting Ohio State on Tuesday speaks to how strong that class is. And yeah. let me get to let me guess who a few of them are: uh, Jacoby Laster, uh, Malik Davis, uh, Demarion Witten, Jermaine Foster. These guys, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another kid that's camping for an Ohio State offer in that group. But it is a deep group. Those are some big time kids with early offers already. They are and. Yeah, I was going to say back in the day that the Glenville Pipeline didn't just produce Ohio State guys. It, every Midwest roster you looked at had a guy, Toledo and Frank Clark at Michigan and stuff. So they've been an unbelievably productive program. It's great to see them back in the fold. Bill, yesterday was an incredible day for visits, not just of guys that we've already talked about. Who are a few more names that were here? And if you also want to get into the fact that Luke and Ryan Montgomery have also visited recently. That would be cool, too. Yeah, let's start with Luke and Ryan Montgomery. They uh, they did visit Ohio State this past weekend. They were at Ohio State for the Ohio State-Michigan basketball game. And, you know, Luke Montgomery is doing a spectacular job of recruiting for Ohio State. He said that uh, uh, when he committed, he told me he's going to dive in um, headfirst in the recruiting. And, you know, you, you see him uh, – uh, on Twitter all the time, talking about Ohio State. You know, he's doing his part. And he also told me that he is going to recruit his brother, you know, and that is indeed happening. And Ryan was at Ohio State, as I mentioned, uh, over the weekend uh, for that Ohio State-Michigan basketball game. And, you know, I, I crystal balled Ryan to Ohio State and while I think before he makes a decision, but you know, you got like a high state's chances there that the fact that they were back at Ohio State this past weekend and, and they also uh, are scheduled to be back at Ohio State in later this month uh, for yet another visit. So, uh, you know, those are two important kids as far as uh, other kids that were at Ohio State uh, on Tuesday for the first practice. You've got uh, probably the, the lead one is Bryce. I'm sorry, Bryson Ryan. 
wide receiver from Florida that's a very good player. He was at Ohio State um, on Tuesday, as was Nigel Glover, a, a linebacker from Clayton Northmont High School. So those are a couple other kids that were at Ohio State on Here's my question about Montgomery. Obviously, we've got the older brother in the fold, and the younger brother is 2025. 20, How is, and I think like everyone else, I assume he's going to be a Buckeye. Keep in mind, he's going to be going to see his brother play football on the weekends. How many times before he commits? That's going to be quite convincing. How is this going to affect recruiting in the class before that? I, I imagine if you're a quarterback, the kind of guys Ohio State goes after are not the kind of guys who always like to join the most crowded room, although we've been through that. But, you know, we saw what had to happen with Quinn Ewers and the Devin Brown scramble, which was an unbelievable save. But like 2024, I know they love Dylan Rayola and a couple other guys, and Dylan Lonergan, I believe, is that year. Bill, you can take this and then Mark follow up maybe. How is this going to affect recruiting in 2024? I imagine it's going to be a little bit more difficult to bring in one of the elite of the elite quarterbacks. Well, they – they're going to try. They're going to, and you know, the way Mark Pantone and the staff uh, recruit and Corey Dennis with the quarterbacks, you know, I wouldn't bet against them. Um, you know, they, they, uh, as you mentioned, Rayola, but they also, they like Jaden Davis a lot from South Carolina. He is a great prospect. He's been to Ohio state. Uh, he was here this past summer. Uh, he's going to get back. So he's another guy that they really like a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think between the 23 and 24 classes, they're going to get a great one, uh, maybe a great one in each class. Uh, that's the goal is to get a great quarterback in every class. And, and they, <laughs> Corey Dennis has done a super quarterback recruiting. So I would not bet against them. Uh, even expect Ryan Montgomery to be a Buckeye. And, you know, talking about that, you know, it's a little bit different with quarterbacks, and, and Ryan and Luke both know that. Um, you know, as an offensive lineman, you go into a school, and there's not just one position. As a quarterback, there's one starter. Um, it, so it's a little different, you know, when you look at things from a quarterback recruiting standpoint. But having said that, again, I, I like Ohio State's chances with, with Ryan. Mark, your thoughts on the QB, the youngster? Yeah, again, I think Bill nailed that part of it perfectly. But the other side of it, devil's advocate, is Ryan's going to see kids sign, and it may discourage him. And we just watched Sonny Styles, Lorenzo Styles go two different places. You know, and you'd think, wow, you know, there's no way brothers would split like that and do that to parents and make them have to make choices on Saturdays. But quarterback position's different. Bill nailed it. So, you know, if you sign good quarterbacks the next couple of years, which Ohio State will do, they're not afraid to take the best every year. And I don't think kids are going to be afraid of kids below them, but it may discourage Ryan. I noticed in one of Ryan's videos, he was wearing a Michigan T-shirt. You know, not that that means a whole lot, but hey, I mean, it, it's it's the world we live in today. And, you know, with the, the transfer portal and the, the no sitting out, who knows where Luke will be in three years? You know, I, I'm, I'm devil's advocate all the time. I'm talking to college coaches so much that they're recruiting their own rosters as much as they're recruiting kids off campus right now. They're talking to their own kids about what their role is going to be in the spring, what their role is going to be in the fall, uh, how many balls they're going to get, the type of percentage of snaps they're going to get, because they don't want those kids to find those offers somewhere else. So, you know, this is a new day and age of free agency. So, you know, watching for the next two or three years, we're going to talk about this kid 100 times. 
For those of you listening on the podcast, we're going to take a quick break. For those of you watching live, you don't have to wait at all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Um, I was going to say that's a good point because I guess if Luke has a negative experience at Ohio State, which we certainly don't expect, that would adversely affect his family members. Okay, Bill, first question. It's kind of an ambush. What From David Balasic, if I pronounce that correctly, why are we not recruiting Jaden Greathouse out of Texas? He went off in the state championship game, has long, great hands, and great speed. Bill, Ohio State has certainly planted the flag in Texas over recent years. Uh, Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith Najigba, please come on down, among others. Do you know of Jaden Greathouse and why his recruitment is where it's at? Well, I would say, for one thing, there's got to be a match, so to speak. Ohio State is looking for guys that, you know, are, are interested in them. Um, not every single kid, as hard as believe, may necessarily have an interest, in, a strong interest in Ohio State. So there are kids that have a, a great interest, but they're looking also for, you know, what the kid, uh, how the kid fits into their program. Uh, Jaden Greathouse is a wide receiver from the state of Texas. He is an outstanding prospect. And, you know, right now I, I, I would say that he's probably going to go to Texas. Um, Brian Hartline has got a boatload of top wide receivers that uh, the interest both ways is as strong, is very, very strong. And, you know, you, you develop your top guys and Jaden Greathouse just isn't a guy that uh, there's been a strong mutual interest in at this point. My guess is the person who submitted that question has some connection to Jaden Greathouse. Shocker. Um, Mark, Spider Sillery on the board here. You can take a guy from Ohio. Who is the biggest riser that we haven't talked about that you think has got a shot to get into Ohio State and be part of the mix? Yeah, I just peeked at my list right there just to pull the highest name so I'm not you know making something up. But I had Breon Ishmael ranked pretty high. Uh, he's a linebacker safety out of Hamilton, and he's a 6'5 kid. He's a lot like Arvell Reese. Like, if you put those two next to each other, you'd kind of go back and forth, and, you know, they'd be like the same make of a car. Like, they really look a lot alike. Uh, I think maybe they went with Arvell over, you know, uh, Rion, but he's another kid out there that, you know, when he gets in the camps and they see him in person and he starts adding weight to that long frame, you know, that has a lot of value. Uh, so I'd give that as a quick answer, but there's a bunch of kids we haven't talked about. Perhaps our best live viewer so far, Sue Zabo, has a question. William, we'll ask you to take this. And the floor is wide open here. What tight end and quarterback are we most likely to land? Maybe just give us the names at the top of the board for each right now. Well, the tight end is pretty easy because they have a commitment there already. Uh, Ty Lockwood from... Tennessee, who is outstanding prospect. You know, you watch his video, and he does things that um, that wide receivers do. 
he's six foot five, 220 pounds, 225 pounds. And Kevin Wilson, who recruits tight ends for Ohio State, uh, did a great job of recruiting him, and he's in the fold. Now, I, I will say that they are looking at possibly taking two tight ends in this class if they get two great ones. And a guy they, they certainly like a lot, Walker Lyons from California. Not going to be an easy guy to get, but he, he is somebody to keep in mind. And I expect him to visit Ohio uh, sometime between the spring and the summer, uh, but but he's a name to keep in mind. He is an outstanding one. Uh, as far as the quarterback, hard to say right now, to be honest, which one they're going to get. Um, who in the world would have thought they, at this point a year ago, Evan Brown's name really was not even on the radar screen. State was not actively recruiting him. Uh, Quinn Ewers, uh, ends up going elsewhere, and Devin Brown comes in and takes his place uh, as a very late addition or late guy to recruiting. And they can do. They can get in on guy great players late. They can get in late on great players and land them. They have that ability, and and they've done that time and time again. So I would not uh, want to go out on a limb and, and predict a guy right now, a quarterback that Ohio State is going to get other than I've predicted already and that's uh, uh, quite a bit in advance that being ryan montgomery mark has frank brooks located his long lost navy buddy no it's not me i'm sorry we'd, we'd all feel safer as a country if you had but but you haven't all right bill how about this one joseph fuentes just lists a name that we all want to know plenty about aj harris yeah he um great player obviously uh, one of the top cornerbacks in the country. Uh, AJ has been very interested in Ohio State, and he, he is planning to make an official visit to Ohio State. Ohio State really preferred to have him come in as uh, an official visit when it would be his last official visit. They would have preferred it to be in the summer. However, he's probably not going to be uncommitted by late in the summer. He wants to get the recruiting process over. Uh, he wants to make his official visits in the spring and be done with it and get his decision, move on and get ready for his senior season. So that's kind of like he will uh, make an official visit to Ohio State this spring. Um, right now, you know, if I had to make a pick, the field versus Ohio State, I would probably I would pick the field at this point. I think he's more likely to go somewhere else. But I never bet against Ohio State when they get a kid on campus for a visit. And A.J. Harris's plan right now is to make an official visit to Ohio State. We appreciate all the effort that Mark and Bill have given us today. We hope this can be a staple of our Thursdays going forward. I know a lot of people were used to Steve Wolfong in this spot, but obviously we've doubled that up and had to go into our salary cap to fix that. If you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see Ohio State basketball will face Penn State this afternoon, 6 p.m. this early evening in the Big Ten tourney. We hope they do well. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.